Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I'm Chris Gallagher and I'm joined by Graham Mackay. Hello. Hello Graham, how are you? I'm alright, yourself? I'm not too bad. Uh, this is a special feature podcast, um, aside from our usual Tuesday podcast. We decided to put this um, out as a sort of uh, premiere podcast. Um, Graham, tell us why this is such a premiere podcast. Well, uh, I went to Verona to interview Liam Henderson. Uh, we spoke for just under an hour and he went through his whole career, uh, spoke about Scottish aspirations, he spoke about playing in Italy and he gave us a lot of good a lot of good information and a lot of good uh, stories. So, yeah, I think that's what makes it special. Yeah, I, I was listening to the the interview over the, over the weekend, and it's it's genuinely fantastic. You did a fantastic job, and the fact that you went to to Verona's terrific as well because you're based in Munich. Aye, I so it was about a four four hour drive to Innsbruck, and then a three hours from Innsbruck to Verona. So I mean, it was basically like going up north, like going to the Highlands of Scotland. So it wasn't 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 too bad. So especially because you can book it for most of Germany, it's just like. Floor, floor it. <laughs> so yeah, that, I've... so that was that was good. But I, no, it was uh, going over the Alps and everything. It was, I was thinking to myself, man, and this is the kind of uh, job that I actually want to have. Just driving over the Alps to interview footballers. Why can't we have that? We should mention your girlfriend, uh, Kristen. She took some fantastic pictures as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if you do want to put her blog, what's her blog? It is a uh, Frowling Zebra, so Frowling Lake. Uh, the kind of I don't know a smaller version of a frau like the kind of young young woman. Uh, <laughs> you should have researched this. You should have <laughs> this before the call. Yeah, yeah. Frauling's zebra. She does like a food blog with uh, photographs, and she's got her own uh, website where she does photographs as well. So, uh, she she's she's pretty good at it. So, uh, yeah, the, the pictures are terrific, um, and uh, we'll we'll kind of promote her blog, um, at, you know, over the next couple of days. But this is um, Graham Mackay interviews Liam Henderson for the ninety minutes cynic. Graham, it's a pleasure, and I'll speak to you down the road. See ya. So Liam, we are sitting here, Lake Garda. You live, or you you live in Lake Garda, but you're kind of playing for Verona. Beautiful city, lots of wine, etc. Beautiful sunshine. What made you leave Glasgow? I think the opportunity to try something new is is is, is why I left probably, and also maybe because I wasn't playing uh, as much as I as I wanted to be. And when the opportunity, obviously, I first went to Barry, when the opportunity came up to go to to go to Barry with Fabio Grosso who's a who's a legend of the legend of the game in Italy and all over the world that was uh, it was great Aye. and uh, obviously at the weekend uh, you were playing Perugia you scored a belter are you having fun here no I'm enjoying it I have uh, I'm enjoying it it's been it's been really good as I say again it's it's a completely different to, to football back home but it's great and I'm 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 loving every loving every minute yeah, I've got got great teammates here and I've got as well, I've got a I've got a great coach. 
and what about Verona, the city itself? Like living, living there. No, it's a it's a wonderful city. Aye, it's 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 really beautiful. I'd say it's one of the most most beautiful I've been to. Uh, my family, my family enjoy coming out to visit. Also, also my girlfriend. So no, it's a uh, it's a lovely city. It's it's a, it's a it's a really nice lifestyle. Okay, okay, cool. So can we go back to the kind of the beginning when you joined Celtic? Two thousand and eight was it? Two thousand and eight. Yeah. Yeah. What? To what extent was kind of because obviously your dad was a footballer, but he he never played for Celtic. But now you and your brother have gone through the academy. To what extent is Celtic important in your family, or was it more a case of thinking rationally about the best kind of possible youth academy for for you and you? I think it was a case. Of, I think it was a case of both because <clears throat> when I was growing up, obviously in Scotland, Celtic and Rangers are the two the two main teams. And when Celtic wanted me to come, the the standard of coaching and stuff at the time at Celtic was was the best in the country. Uh-huh. Uh, with the with the youth coaches and obviously the youth academy playing playing in tournaments abroad and stuff, I thought as well as the decision along with my family, I thought it was probably the best place for the best place for my development. Okay, and from two thousand and eight to two thousand thirteen, what was the kind of uh, what was Celtic Youth Academy like? I mean, what who were the kind of most important people for you in that time? Well. Uh, first of all, I'd like to mention Willie McNabb. He was <coughs> obviously my my coach at my previous club, and then uh, then he he went to Celtic, and then I came a year after. So he was a big influence on my early career. But for my for my youth career, and and someone I keep uh, in close contact with, who has has been who was incredible for me, and in my opinion, probably one off if not the best coach I've had in my career was Miodrag Kravokovic okay okay former Motherwell defender yeah yeah also Red Star Red Star Belgrade oh, okay, played. Cool. so for me he was he was massive massive on on my career when I was when I was a young player he was he, I can't put any words how influential he was on my career what was it about uh, Miodrag that kind of inspired you was it was it down to the technical stuff or was it more of a kind of motivational stuff no it was obviously <coughs> I enjoy playing football, and I would say te- the technical side is one of maybe one of my strongest points. But Mio Drag was technical, and he was the discipline side as well. I think, obviously, <coughs> growing up in in Montenegro and, and and stuff, it's it's all about discipline first. So that rubbed off on me, like staying behind, doing extra after training, stretching, eating the right food. Even from 15 years old, he was telling me, "You need rest. You need to eat the right food. You need to stretch, press ups, sit ups." He was uh, he was he was incredible and and what he taught me was was phenomenal. So from you you joined in two thousand and eight was that would that have been the last year of Strachan or would that have been Mowbray already? No, that was I think it was Gordon Strachan. I'm I'm I'm, I'm not sure. I, 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 I was just wondering if you saw from the youth team you saw any changes from manager to manager even if you went on the first team. Like was there any kind of influence? no not really because. This, the Celtic way is to entertain right. and that's what we get told from entertain and win that's what we get told from a young age it's to go out and put on a show play play lovely attacking football so that never changed from from 13 year old up until the first team it was always the same uh, the same ideas ok ok and uh, so obviously in 2013 December you made your debut off the bench I think it was in a 5-0 win over Motherwell can you Remember what that felt like at the time? Uh, do you remember any, any details from that game? No, it well, 
to be fair, we trained in the morning. Uh, we trained in the morning of that game. We done some boxes and stuff. Cause it was a night game. And What's, what, what does that mean, boxes? Like uh, possession, some possession stuff in that. Okay. In the morning of the actual game at Barrafield, and and that morning for some reason I was. I had a really good even though it was maybe half an hour I had a really really good session and Gary Parker came to me after and says there's a maybe a wee chance you'll come on the night if things are things are going well so obviously I've been sent out to warm up it was freezing that night I think there was sleet snow everything we had all the seasons in the one night but then I just remember the the gaffer giving us the call like shouting Hendo Hendo and ran, ran down the line and I came on for Bruni which was nice because mm. when I first went into the first team he was obviously one of the first to take me under his wing like being from the being from the east as well like he took a took a straight immediate liking to me so to come on for him was was even better and no it was a it was a incredible night and after that night like nobody could have nobody can take that away from me that I'd I'd pulled on the pulled on the hoops and, and played for Celtic and uh, you were talking about coming from the east uh, Broxburn you said you're from Broxburn I'm from uh, what, is it, what, what was it like growing up there Up there, was there kind of like uh, lots of chances to play football or aye no it was great literally <coughs> uh, where I grew up the, the the housing and that where I grew up there was a big grass area at the back so me my brothers my two little brothers all my, all my pals and that used to kick a ball we used to be out after school before well no before school after school every day in the summer I mind going out Eight o'clock in the morning till half eleven at night, Aye. just playing playing football constantly, and it helps when I had two younger brother, well, two younger brothers who are close in age to me, and had my my best mate who lived across the road from me, who's still my best mate just now. He's Celtic daft. He's Celtic coming away as well. So nice. no, it was uh, it was great, and obviously playing for Broxburn Colts, uh, it was a great like great establishment if you want to call it for. For uh, for players to go and play, it had everything. Okay, and your dad, obviously, as we spoke about, he's uh, had a playing career as well. What what did he do to kind of uh, help you a lot? Did, well, did he do things to help you? Like, I'm assuming yes to kind of get you. A- I know that. Well, my mum and my dad, I would say, because the first thing was if you need to stick in at school, because if you don't stick in at school, then you're not playing football. So for me, that was a good thing that they were keen on my education, because obviously. If you just forget about your education, you never know what can happen in football. But my mum and dad kind of, kind of drummed it into me that school is really, really important for, because you never know what can happen, injury, etc., etc. So, first of all, they put that working, uh, working mentality into me from a from a very young age because they're two very hardworking people. And no, my my mum and dad drove me all over the country. Also, grandparents on on occasions as well. They've drove me all over the country. So. Everything I really do and try and achieve in my football career is, 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 is for them. Coming back to after you've made your debut off the bench, your first start was Kilmarnock in a 3 0 win. Again, is there anything you remember about that? Like how was it different? Oh, that? it was it was it was amazing. Obviously the manager came <coughs> the manager I get the manager was Neil Lennon was incredible for me, genuinely. He was he was I have not got a bad word to say about about the gaffer and Honestly, I'm forever in his debt. But he came to me the morning in the game and was like, "You're you're you're playing the night. Phone your dad, tell him to tell him you're playing, so he make sure he's here." But my dad was working in London, so mm. he, could, he couldn't make it. But uh, he watched on the TV and that. But no, that was uh, again that was a surreal experience. Like starting for Celtic at 17 year old inside the likes of, of Bruni, and then you had Commons, uh, 
Van Dyke was suspended, I think, for that game. But like Charlie, Big Fraser, and that, and he's a Geary. They're all they were all top top professionals, and for me, it was really easy to settle in with them because how how good they were as players and how good they were as were as people as well. Aye, and you you were saying there about how uh, important Lennon was for you. Is can you kind of like um, be more specific? Like, what was it about Lennon that that drove you on? No, oh, it was just it was. I don't know what it was like <clears throat> he took a liking to me which was great he took me away on pre-season and I just thought this is my opportunity to impress him uh, Gary Parker and Johan Mialbe and no I think he just liked the fact that I was always wanting the ball I was never never hiding and no he was a he was a he was a huge influence and he's a he's a he's a top top manager and a, a good person as well when it came to Celtic at that time with Parker and Mialbe and Lennon what was the kind of a uh, breakdown of the responsibilities no it was to play again like what every Celtic team's values are it was to play nice attacking football and, and to win as well I think and winning was, was was really important to the gaffer also the players and the players that Lennon had the likes of Ledley and that as well were they were they were incredible Van Dyke and that they were Incredible for me, like they were never short of giving us pointers, tips, advice. But it was a, for me, it was a, it was a great time to come through. A good culture. A great, club. great culture. Aye, okay. great culture. Uh, do you think, speaking of Len, do you think he's the obvious choice going forward for the Celtic permanent manager job? Or? I would, I, no, I would say so. Aye, I would say so. He's got, he's got Celtic in his DNA. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's a top, he's a top manager. <laughs> manager. He's won, he's won already league titles with Celtic, and I'm sure he'll continue to give his best until the end of the season and then obviously that's the choice to make for the for the board and stuff but I would say aye Lennon's right. top, top man A lot of fans are talking about this idea of having a director of football brought in maybe like a head of recruitment and stuff like that is that something players kind of notice do you think it would benefit Celtic to have that kind of structure in place because you've obviously played abroad but that's more likely to I know here in Italy the director of football is an important role but I don't know it's Football in the UK, Scotland and England is very unique, I would say, compared to the rest of Europe because the the rest of Europe's the same, whereas Scotland and England are different in my opinion. But I don't know, it's it's I, I don't know, maybe maybe it could be tried and if it doesn't work it doesn't work or if it works then then great. We play Brexit football, that's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a few months after your debut, Ron Dyler was appointed. Uh, how did things change in the club? How did things change for you? How did the culture change? Eh, not that much to be fair, because I was still a, I was still only 17, 18, so for a young boy it doesn't really change much. You're just going in again to try and impress everybody as you can. Eh, have to say John Collins again was was great for me. He's he's a guy who, who I still keep in touch with just now. He was really good, obviously a top top class midfielder. What did John... Because a lot of fans are kind of uh, always wondered what John John Collins did. What what did John Collins do for you? He done a lot for me after training, or talking about finishing, telling me what the top top players do at the highest level. He, he try and reach that, and he was great for the he was great for the young players. Uh, John Collins at the time, the likes of KT. I don't know if I don't know if KT maybe tell you difference, but. It was always uh, it was good for the likes of me, KT, and, and the young boys coming from Can you that. get me an interview with KT so he can tell me different? Aye, I can try. <laughs> I can ask him if you want. Aye. So, during the, the daylight years, you ended up on loan twice. Do you, do you think that was... Can, do, do you feel as if you got the chance at the club, or do you think you were getting out on loan to kind of progress your career? 
Well, the first loan move with Ro- was Rosenberg, and I was 18 again, and I just I spoke with the people close to me like I always do, and it was only three months, and I thought, why not? You know what I mean? It's something different, different culture, different way of football, uh, d- different lifestyle, and it was great. For me, going away as an 18-year-old, first time away from home and that, I would, uh, I would recommend it to any young player if they get the opportunity to go abroad on loan. I would, I would definitely, I would definitely take Don't it. Don't go to Norwegian, Norway permanently. Just go and learn. Uh, no, permanently. <laughs> Rosenberg was a top club. I mean, the people at Rosenberg are incredible. Like the hospitality when I first arrived. I mean, it was a, it's a top, top, top class club. I've been very fortunate. My career, I've been at the clubs I've been at, I've been, I've been top class. But Rosenberg was up there with professionalism and the way, the way they looked after my family and that when they came to visit was was second to none. So you, what did you make of Norwegian football in general? How did it compare to Scotland? Norwegian football, I, I, the only way I could compare it was probably it was similar to the similar to the Scottish league. Okay. It was a mix between Scottish and Dutch. It had like the the high intensity, the battling, the the, the physical side of the the Scottish the Scottish game. But they also liked to play, and the Norwegians' mentality was hard work. I mean, the training was the training was solid. I mean. What? Can you give us an example of the training we like, like days after games, boys like the boys who played were wanting to train the day after a game. Whereas for me, growing up, even reserve games, it's like the day after a game, it's recovery. Right. Like to look after your body, which is which is sensible. But obviously, these boys were like, no, I'm I'm wanting to train in that. So for me, it was an eye opener. And a few of these boys have went on to play with uh, Alkmaar. Two of them are at Alkmaar. One's at, one was at Saint Etienne. He's now in China. And uh, a couple of them went to Russia as well, so it was a, again, it was a good, uh, good experience and a great learning, like learning curve for me as well. Okay. See, when when you think of Celtic and uh, Rosenberg, both kind of dominant clubs in a league. Yeah. How did they compare? Like when you think of the actual infrastructure of Celtic and Rosenberg, how did that compare? I would say they're very, very similar. They're both extremely well-run clubs. Right. V- very, very well-run clubs, but obviously Celtic are on a huger scale. Fan base, etc., etc. Stadium, big sixty thousand Rosenberg. I think it's eighteen. I'm, I'm not sure, but I'd say they're very, very similar. Run Rosenberg are also attacking football, four three three attacking football, like ten or ten. So very similar, but obviously Celtic are one of the, in my opinion, one of the top ten biggest clubs in Europe in world football. So to compete with Celtic for for any club is is difficult. Yeah, yeah. Were you disappointed not to be able to finish the season at Rosenberg? Because I think you came back in March. No, you no came back I came in back in June. 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 I came back for pre-season. Eh, no, re- not really, because I think the three months... I had in my mind I was going there for three months. And to learn, I was going there for three months and I was coming back because, again, I was young and I did miss home. There was times where I was... was no crying, but like... I'm looking forward to getting home because right. again it was a difficult place to get to so I had visitors but no as often as I would have liked but no the three months were great and I came back in and I was I was buzzing to, buzzing to get back in there must be a direct route from Glasgow to Trondheim now with all the times that we've ah, very the true I, I, think, I think some airline needs to uh, needs to invest in that, a direct that, right? line aye. so if, you, if you're sitting now uh, Hellas player is there anything you look back on at that time in Rosenberg and think that's what I took from that experience Something I'm doing now is what I got from Rosenberg. I I think moving away from home is that, uh, is the biggest the biggest part because as you see there's no many Scottish or Irish Welsh English players playing abroad. There's no. very very little, and I do think that's the 
the one to overcome. It's going out your comfort zone and being on your own is the di- the most difficult part because, mm-hmm. like in my opinion, I've got <coughs> four, I've got five really really close friends back home who I went to school with that have been friends with me for for as long as I can remember. So I've got them and I've obviously got my girlfriend and my family and they come out and visit as much as they can. But I think it's just getting past that original stage of being on your own. And once you're past that, then, I mean, you've got boys in the team here for South America, Brazil, Argentina, Korea, no. all over the world. And then you get to you get to become friends with them as well. Because like they're in the same boat. Exactly, go for lunch and that. And you learn... I've learned so many so many things about so many different cultures and different people and it's it's great like it's I, I came here for the football first and foremost but the way I'm learning about life and and, and different cultures and that is for me it can only stand me in good stead for, for the future you know what I mean so before you went to Norway obviously you had one of the moments that I think made most Celtic fans fall in love with you and that was that pass through to Gadetta Celtic at home dinner. No, that was uh, that was mad. That was madness. That was madness. That was the that was probably the the best atmosphere I've sampled. A long way, obviously, the Scottish Cup final, but that was mental coming on because I was again I was only eighteen. Aye. Do you know what I mean? It's not like I was I was still very very young, and I mind Ronnie just being like, right, get on, try and try and make something happen. And I remember thirty seconds in, ads has crossed, Matthews has crossed the ball. And they've it's kept me at the back post, and I've had a shot. I should have scored. I should have put it either side, <laughs> but I had it straight at the goalkeeper. And I'm thinking, right, good start because I took a good touch, and then I've managed to find uh, John with a nice, nice through ball. And no, it was a great night. Genuinely, it was sixty thousand packed after the game. It was even though it was three three, and they were in the driving seat. It's something that's to play a European game at Celtic Park. I mean, everybody should strive for that. The roof came off when that goal went. Oh, frightening, frightening! It's frightening. one of those things when probably not you but when we're having a drink at night you've got on YouTube that's one of the goals you always watch man because it's just such a good uh, feeling when it goes in no it's ledge ledge great night great night soon after Inter obviously you made your loan move to Rosenberg you came back to Celtic Mm -hmm. Ronnie had another look at you what happened in that kind of time between going because you went on loan again in August to Hibs I well I just came back in for pre-season and I was thinking right I'm 19 years old now Celtic's a huge club it's, it's not easy for young players to come through Celtic even though in my opinion there's a lot of quality in the academy a lot of quality but it's just <clears throat> getting the opportunities the, the difficult part because there's so many so many good players I mean you're coming for the academy and you're competing against internationals for you know what I mean like defence for example Belgium yeah. do you know what I mean so it's difficult but I just thought I'm 19 I need a full season in man's football that, that was my and if I was going to get at Celtic then I would great but if I had to go elsewhere and get a full season of man's football just to then become a professional do you know what I mean like I think the, you played 48 games in that season 48 what, games for what Hibs, did that right? change for you was there anything no it was great because the championship's not an easy league as well I mean especially the uh, coming for Celtic you dominate games and like going away to Dumbarton and like say Allah and that was difficult I mean the in my opinion, Scotland, the Scottish leagues don't get enough credit. Also, the, SP, the SPFL doesn't get enough credit for the, the standard it is because there's many players that have came up to Scotland and and no done, no done as good as they thought they would. Do you know what I mean? So no, it was great. It was playing man's football and it was playing at Hibs. So I've got a lot of a lot of family that are Hibs fans as well. So it was it was great. Okay, cool. unbelievable. And what about uh, Alan Stubbs? 
How did he compare with uh, Dylan Lennon when it came to coaching you or managing you? Again, it was the very similar. I've been very fortunate. I've had quite a lot of ex-players as my managers, so they're very, very similar. They, they, they give you points and tips where where they think you can improve and stuff like that. But the main thing is they let you go and express yourself and whatever you see, like do. And and at Hibs, I got I was playing number ten, and I was I mean Hibs were a SPFL side do you know what I mean yeah. we had the players for the, SP, the SPL we had the players for that I mean we're a really really good side and uh, no I loved Hibs I loved I love I love Hibs as a club Hibs are along with Celtic I love I love them both but Hibs was Hibs was a great experience 48 games as you say and, and man's football was, was what I needed another massive reason why Celtic fans love you is the uh, 70th minute in the cup final aye, I know what I were know. you thinking when you're standing on the sidelines eh? to be fair I knew before the game I before the game I knew I thought I was going to be on the bench because we played Rangers in the league maybe three weeks or two weeks before the actual cup final and we played a 3-5-2 so and we won the game and it was a wee bit we went a wee bit more defensive against them and it, it worked so I was like I don't know I might be on the bench for the cup final but I just had to be ready do you know what I mean I was I was ready I was ready to come on and as soon as the as soon as Andy Halliday scored the goal to make it 2-1 Stubbs straight away Liam get warmed up so I was like right I need to come on and make a make an impact here. And one of the good things with Stubbs was he always told me when I came in, he was work on your free kicks, work on your corners because if you can get that in your locker, then it, it's a it's a serious weapon. Like managers will be like, look, you can deliver a great ball. Let, let's play him along me. What, what what else I can do? But no, I was ready. And that was that was what a day that was. So the first, what a week. The what first a week. corner comes in. And I think it's Stokes. Stokes, yeah, yeah. Stokes, yeah. And then you're, you're stepping up again. This is, is was it injury time or just uh, injury? The yeah, I think it was the ninety first minute or something. I when, when you're standing ready to take that corner, are you thinking I'm going to get this in Gray's head? Are you just thinking I'm going to get this in a danger zone? Well, to be fair, because every the day before a game we would do set plays, and I would the gaffer would always be like, Hendel, you would put them in." So I used to take. I I must have took about. 350 corners or more in training that season because it was always Liam going you hit them in so I was I knew I was well prepared and I knew that we had players who wanted to attack the ball so I knew if I managed to get into a good area then somebody at least would manage to get their header on it and Dave got his ball in upper on it and it was, a, it was a great header Did you assault Lee Willis afterwards? No, 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 no none, of that, none of that none of that no <laughs> I was I was bad uh, Andy Holden Taff the assistant the assistant at Hibs I was he gave me a big he's a big guy but a uh, big bear hug I was crying my eyes out and everything <laughs> crying my eyes out it was must have been so So obviously the fans came on you guys went down the tunnel yeah. I think was that, yeah, was that right yeah, yeah. so what was the talk in the dressing room at this point I mean what, how was it 130 years 140 years 114 114, 114 aye. no we were just like come on let's get back out like we were desperate to get back out <laughs> and lift the, lift the trophy and that and when we, we eventually got back at the lifting the trophy and singing Sunshine on Leaf with the with the Hibs fans was was frightening. It was honestly frightening. I've, that was it's like goosebumps. Even now talking about it, it's proper goosebumps. And you said uh, what what a week and um, what happened after the, the actual final when you were back in Edinburgh. Aye, well we obviously had the Saturday night we were out till all hours in the morning in Edinburgh. It was quality, and then on the Sunday we obviously had the parade. We like I don't know. There was I think there was a quarter of a million folk in Edinburgh lying in the streets and. No, it was tremendous, and having all my family there and my my grandparents, my brothers, it was my mum, my dad. It was amazing. It's just something that they'll remember forever along with me. 
you spent after, after the the loan spell, you you spent a season and a half. Is that right under Rogers? A season and a half. Uh, uh, did you see the club changing in any way at that point under Rogers? What, what what was the infrastructure like? What was the background like at that point? No, he, to be fair, he changed quite a lot. I mean, it, in my opinion, he did. He took it. To, he took it to another level. I mean, he's a he's a top. He is a top top quality uh, top top quality manager. And no, he did. He took the club to another level. I mean, you can see with improvement and and everybody. And, and all the players, I think everybody will say the same. They they improved under under Brendan. You know, he was he was top top coach. And when when you look at players like obviously Ryan Christie has come through in the recent years, do you think you were given enough opportunities under uh, Rogers? Uh, I was given opportunities. I and every time I every time I pulled on the Celtic top, I thought I did myself justice, and I made I made my my family and that proud. I always gave a hundred percent. I never never pulled out any tackles or nothing. Always gave a hundred percent and as I say sometimes it's like this at big clubs. You need you need to you need to go away to try and get back to get back to that level, get back to a club that's in the Champions League. So I mean, no, I, I got opportunities and I'm very, very grateful because no many people can say they've they've actually played for Celtic and I played, I don't know, maybe 38, 40 games. So no, I'm I'm grateful for every time I managed to manage to pull on the pull on the hoops. Obviously how much uh, do you think luck plays a part of it because like if you look at Ryan Christie he got his chance this season because of injuries do you, do you think sometimes it's just a case of you need the, the, the dice to f- fall your way it may be in a case but you look at Ryan as well I mean it's no it's no it's not easy to be out for so long and then he came on against Hearts you need to be ready right. do you know what I mean so he's working he's working his balls off every day in training mm-hmm. I know I know Ryan and I know all the boys that's the mentality at Celtic if you're not playing Everybody's at it 100%. Training matches are something they feel more important than actual league <laughs> matches because everybody wants to win. You've got uh, you've got 25 winners, that right. are players that are used to winning. So, no, for example, Ryan's a great example. Like he 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 wasn't wasn't playing. Came on against Hearts. You can see he's been you can see when he came on against Hearts how much hard work he had been putting in right. off the off the pitch and in the gym and that. And credit to Ryan, he's been he's been tremendous. Right. You played alongside the man of the hour from last night. Don't know if you watched the game, the Liverpool Bayern match. Yeah, yeah. Virgil Van Dijk. What was that like playing alongside him? Oh, Ledge. Yeah, Ledge. What a what a guy. First and foremost, what a guy. Uh, because he signed for Celtic. It was my first pre-season away, so it was like the young boys all sat at the same table and the new signings kind of because they never really knew anybody Aye. so no Virgil was amazing like for me again along with all the other boys but Virgil was Virgil was top top honestly he was top top class I've... I was uh, watching that game last night and I was telling my girlfriend about the goal against St Johnson and I showed her it and she was like it's as if he's playing a different sport you know the one that he runs from his own defence but he, he's, he's doing the exact same in the in the Premier League Aye. and in the Champions League, do you know what I mean? It How just... much money could Liverpool have saved themselves if they just signed him? From I know, I know, it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. He's, he's honestly, you could see it. But that's what I say. To everybody, they're like, "How easy does it look?" Even the boys here talk about Van Dyke, and I was like, he was, "He's been doing that. He was doing that in Scotland, playing me, playing me a cigar in his mouth, and he's also doing it and doing it in the top." one of the top leagues in the world and in the Champions League as well so that pre-season you're talking about you, you came over to Germany didn't you Cause Germany I, I, I went to Germany. see because I, I live in Bavaria I went yeah. to see Greuter Fürth you know the yeah yeah they were good as well 5-1 or something 6-2 6-2 6-2 they were unbelievable I, I was sitting with the, 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 their fans 
and uh, I'm, I'm talking to them like we beat Barcelona last season and you never won a, league, a game in the Bundesliga and you're beating us 6-2 no. <laughs> the, Ge- the Germans are ledge ledge teams ledge right. fans and that as well it's class It was cla- that was a good pre-season wee stadium as well, wasn't it? lovely wee stadium even though we didn't win as many games pre-season is no for winning no. games you know what I mean it's for getting your fitness up and that and it was it served good because the next game season we were, we were good again I. so with those managers through your Celtic career you've obviously got Dyla Lennon uh, Lennon, Lennon Dyla and Rodgers yeah what comparisons can you make between any, uh, the, the three of them I'm not going to ask you to pick your favourite or anything but like was there something one of them did better than others or was there not really they were all as I say like when your manager is Celtic the First and foremost, it's like you need to win. But no, the three of them were the three of them were great, good good people as well. And no, they were they all played a they all played a part of my of my career. Okay. Apart from Virgil Van Dijk, was there anyone at Celtic that you played alongside where you basically sometimes just stood back and what and thought, wow. For me, uh, Ledley. Led, Ledley was a joke in training. He never ever gave the ball away. Really? In training, he would never give the ball away. Obviously, you've got the likes of Bruni and Charlie, who every day were at the top. Like they were on it every single day. But for me, Ledley was Ledley was class. He never gave the ball away. Matthews as well. Adam Matthews was a joke. But for me, for me, Jamesy. James. Oh, Jamesy. <laughs> the best guy. The best guy ever. The most down to earth, down to earth guy ever. Most humble ever as well. But honestly, what a player. Honestly, what a player! And what a last couple of seasons he's been having as well. Tremendous, but for me, it's for me. He's always been. He's always been at that level. He's just now managed to find, like he's, he's no because he had a lot of injuries. Aye. He had a lot of injuries, and but he's he was always he's always been at that level. He's, he's always been at that level. A bit more, yeah. Uh, can, like uh, running games and that. Running like, games, uh, no, but he's always been at that level. He's <laughs> top. My uh, favourite player at the moment is uh, Rogic. Oh Tom, it? no sorry as well. Sorry, I need to get a mention. <laughs> there you go. I need to get a mention to Tom. Tom's a genius. Tom is a I, genius. What's it like uh, playing with someone like that? Is it any different from what we see in the games when he's training? Aye, because to be fair, if you're in a if you're in a situation you don't know what to do with the ball or you're struggling, just get to Tom because you know he's going to keep it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, but Tom, Tom, Tom as well. I'm uh, close with Tom. I was really close with Jamesy, Tom, uh, Nika. KT Bruni, they were probably the the, aye, the closest I was with. So, no, they're all top players. And uh, but Tom, Tom's a Tom's a genius. He's just touched like velvet. Do you know aye, what I mean? Aye. So you were with Celtic from twelve to twenty-two. How hard? I mean, because obviously, I think your, was your contract up in six months. Mm-hmm. How hard for you at that point was it to, to leave? Did you did you have any temptation to say, well, maybe I'll stay in? things will change or do you think I need to I need to get on with my career here no I thought as I say the, the option of Italy came up and I was like right I'm I'm going for this I'm going for this It's it might not come again Aye. do you know what I mean I can always come back home Aye. I can I would always partner you in no, the midfield no being no being big headed no, notice I'm not saying come back to Celtic I'm just saying back home in general Aye. to whoever it may be uh, but no, I thought I need to give this. I need to give this a chance. My dad, grown up, obviously the Italian leagues were like the, where all the top players right. played. So he was like Liam, let's come on, let's do it. And I was like, right, you're right, let's go for it. So no, uh, I just thought as well, and Fabio Grosso's again been huge on my career. Okay, we'll, we'll get to him. I've no got problem. some specific no questions problem. about him in a second. Uh, so for for someone my age, mid thirties, growing up, the Serie A, the kind of goal, uh, the 
Channel 4 golden era yeah. was on. What did Italian football mean to you beforehand? Like, Well, to be honest, it was always like, it was AC Milan, wasn't it? When I was growing up, like they the were Kaka all team. Yeah, the Kaka team, Pirlo, Seedorf and that. So, no, I mean, as I say, Italian, Italian, the Italians love football. They're, they're always at the World Cup minus the one just there, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But no, it's a football fanatic country and and no, it's amazing. They love football. They love football. The fans are still like the old school fans where it's they go to football for the football. It's Aye. no a tourist attraction. Yeah. Or, do you know what I mean? It's it's and quality. They, they go like hours before the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they sing for ninety minutes, like Celtic. You know what I mean? The same the same in the same in Scotland, in my opinion. The fans are fans are class in Scotland as well. But no, the, in Italy the fans are old school, like I would say in, in Scotland as well. Right? So you said you got the chance to go to Barry, but how exactly did that come about? Because it's a bit left field for a young Scottish guy to go to the Italian leagues. To be fair, I, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think they must have seen us. I think the the sporting director at the time, uh, Sean Solignano, again top top guy. He was a guy who used to watch, like, outside Italy because there was a few foreigners that came at the time. Me. Boyfi Holland, Boyfi Slovenia. So he's obviously done his homework, so to speak. And uh, no, they obviously got in touch, touch with my agent and that, and and I was all for it straight away, straight aye. away. Aye. I had a week, I had a couple of doubts when it was actually over the line. I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. But then after being here and living and experiencing, it, as I say, getting over the first bit of being on my own, aye. it's 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 a great life. Do I want to live in the Italian coast or stay in Brooks? I mean, it must have been. <laughs> Ah, tough decision, eh? <laughs> you're, you're part of a kind of a uh, wave of uh, British youngsters at the moment that are moving to like the Bundesliga and Serie A. Yeah. Why do you think that's happening at the moment? Why is it why is it a now thing? To be fair, uh, I think it it's because the opportunity you can get playing abroad. They 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 enjoy young players playing. They enjoy the 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 UK mentality, the Scottish mentality, working, being first and foremost, work hard win your battles tackling I think they like that it's something something different and, uh, I've seen you refer to the, the Braveheart in the Italian press aye, aye, I've got that but that's just a, anybody who is Scottish who comes is immediately going to get the Braveheart <laughs> shout because it's the most famous Scottish film anyway aye. but no it's, uh, it's it's only good and the more Scottish players in my opinion that can get get abroad and playing the boy Bates at Hamburg's doing aye. doing unbelievable uh, I played with him Grown up through the through Scotland and, and, and so on, but the more the more Scottish players that can get coming abroad and learning a different side of the game, the cuteness and the tactical side and no conning the referee, but like do you know what I mean? Like being able to see out games and use the intelligence because the for, the foreign foreigners are all cute. They they do anything to win, Aye. and I think the more Scottish players coming to play abroad, you can only benefit the national. That's the national kind of winning team. mentality. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so. I just when when we came to this cafe, you ordered an Italian. Uh, Gareth Bale's obviously been criticised recently for failing to acclimatise to Spain, like he doesn't doesn't know the language. Sits and watches golf on his own, which is his prerogative. But what about you? Are you all in on Italian culture? No, I am. I, I well, I've had a cappuccino because I had an espresso after lunch, so <laughs> I don't want to be up all night. But no, no, no. I've, that's the first and foremost. Like. Uh, the other day, I done my first uh, interview in Italian after the after the Perugia game. So I do, I, I do think it's important that you need to try and indulge yourself in the culture, Aye. especially the language. And even if you're no, the other night when I done the interview, maybe it wasn't the grammatically correct Italian, but 
I just think it goes a long way with the people. They, they can see you making an attempt and they can see that you want to integrate yourself with learning the language and stuff. So I, I do think it's it's important. But the language comes, I mean, I've had a few lessons, but I've not had that many because in the dressing room it's just Italian that's spoken. So as I say, if you want to learn a language, which I got told before, you're better actually living in the country. Do you know what I mean? So no, exactly, because I'm hearing it every single day. Is Italian, Italian, Italian. So no, it's it's good. And your training centre here is next to Lake Gardner. Yeah. Are you enjoying that aspect of the life as well? Like. No, it's brilliant, especially when when you have a day off or something. And as I say, my family or my girlfriend or that's here. It's lovely. You can come out for a coffee and sit in the sun. The weather is it very rarely rains here. Right. It's the weather's usually beautiful. It's a wee bit dull today, but the weather's the I weather's. That with me, I'm sorry. <laughs> the weather's uh, no, the weather's usually beautiful. It's. It is, it's a nice relaxed when you're not playing football and you're not concentrating on the games to come away from it, it's it's good to just clear the head and it's a nice place, really lovely place to live. I moved abroad when I was about 25 and a lot of times there's kind of things in Germany where I think, fucking Germans, and it's just things like they're trying to queue somewhere and they're standing so close behind you and all these kind of small things that add up, is there anything in Italy where you think to yourself? They're never on time. <laughs> That's the one thing about Italians. They how, how long are we talking here? I don't know. There's just never a rush for anything, right. and I think I've in- implemented that into my life a wee bit since being here. I mean, what is the point in rushing? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's no point in rushing <laughs> anywhere. But here, it's another level. They just when it, when it happens, it happens. When they get there, they get there, and I'll kind of like that aspect. I like to be on time for training, obviously, uh, and that. But like outside the football, it's. A bit more relaxed. Uh, just relaxed. Everybody's nice and calm, which is. And what do you miss about Scotland? Family, first and foremost, because right. I'm close with my close with mum and dad and my brothers. I mean, I'm really, really close with them. Obviously, girlfriend as well. But they get out to visit a lot. But I'd probably say, I'm brew. I miss. Yeah. What do you think brew. of the sugar reduction? Oh, shambles, yeah, shambles. I mean, come on, you you would pay eight p more for the sugar tax, not for the original just, line. Just add it on. Just add it on. <laughs> what, do you, what do you tend to do in your spare time? Eh, to be fair, I socialise with a few of the teammates, like eh, boy Alan, Brazilian, Sl- Slovenian. There's a whole load of, di- as I say, there's a whole load of different nationalities. So we like to socialise, go for coffee or just sit and, sit and chat and stuff and Aye. go watch like last night I was at one of the boys watching the football and that so it's not it's great it's, social side's great as well mm-hmm. uh, I'm never never really alone because I've always there's always someone who else is on their own so Aye. going for dinner and the, the usual stuff uh, FIFA and that as well so no it's, it's, it's good kind of feels like an army base at times isn't it you've got all these different people that are no true aye, true true but as I say it's great because I've learned so much about other people's lives aye. and other cultures and things that they do that I would never have known if I, if I didn't come here so when you came over you had a really positive start at Barry yeah and you kind of developed a good relationship with uh, as you mentioned Fabio Grosso yeah what is he like as a coach how does he compare does he often show you the World Cup medal no. These types of things. No, no, he's, he's as again for somebody who's achieved so much in the game and played at the level he's played that he's the most humble, nicest, probably the nicest man I've met in football. He's, I get, he's an incredible person first and foremost, and that's something that I took to straight away. I mean, <coughs> he made when I first came early, he made the attempt to speak to me in English. Right. Do you know what I mean? So straight away you're thinking this guy cares about you as a, as a person. First, how was his English? Good, huh? really good. He yes. speaks Italian. Uh, fluent French because he played at Lyon and 
in English as well. He says he wants to practice with me, so that's why he try- sometimes he tries to speak it with me. But he's uh, no, he's great. He's great, honestly, tactically, technically, everything. He's he's gonna he's gonna be, uh, in my opinion, one of the top top coaches in, okay. in world football. Does he know uh, about Celtic? Needing a permanent you know, manager? <laughs> maybe if he if he went to Celtic, that that'd be good <laughs> for back, me. Yeah. Right? So obviously, when Barry went into the financial meltdown. Grosso left, went to Verona, took you with him. Yeah. How did that feel to be kind of appreciated so much by someone that they thought I'm going to take him to Manchester? No, oh, great. Again, that was there was a few options. There was a few options I had in in the summer, but when when the the manager called me here, when Fabio called me here, there was nowhere else I wanted to go. I wanted to come come and play play for him again because first and foremost, as I say, he's a great person, humble person, and I've been I've learned so much under him in the short space of time so long may that continue okay. so in it, I don't know if you've ever heard of the book A Season in Verona I've heard yeah. it I, I got given it there's a, there's a Scottish guy Rick Rick uh, Richard Hugh who lives okay. who lives here he gave me the book I've not actually got around to reading it yet but I'm, I'm definitely going to get the fans come across as a wee bit mental I um, know I, uh, fan culture obviously in Italy and in Scotland is under the kind of microscope at the moment yeah. with the things that are happening with the people running on the pitch mm-hmm. how does you spoke a wee bit about fan culture before how does that compare I mean the ultra, ultras groups you've had people haven't apologised to the ultras groups in the past Oh, Icardi obviously has his relationship with Interwinds no, what pressure do you, do you feel pressure from no, it no no really I, I love it I, I genuinely love the fact that the ta- oh, I'm talking all teams I've, we've played against uh, all fans in Italy they're, they're ledge uh, Ledge, like for for example, if you're going for a bad spell, the ultras will stand and speak to you. Right. I remember we played, uh, we were playing Foggia with Barry. It was a derby, and I was suspended. I got five yellow cards in the space of like five games. It was a shambles, my <laughs> fifth booking. But, but I remember before we actually went to Foggia, uh, the ultras came to the training, and uh, after the training, like before training, you're going to applaud them. And that they had the flares and that it was it was incredible. Uh, training, it's incredible. <laughs> And uh, the after the training, they came and spoke to us, and we stood and listened to this main guy for the ultras talking about the derby and how important it is to the city. And if we see you running, if we see you fighting, because they weren't allowed to go because it was too dangerous. Right. So there was no Barry fans there. If we see we see you running, see you fighting, and seeing that you really want it, then there's no problem. But if we don't see that, then there will be a problem. <laughs> but for me I love that I was like oh I wish, wish I could play Aye. because after that I was so pumped and that was two days before we had the actual game but no the, the ultras the ultras here are, are class I love oh, okay. it cool. and obviously you've got a game in two days uh, Ascoli home what is the difference between like the week of uh, a build up to a game prep wise between here and it's Celtic for example is it tactically different are you... Aye, there's a lot there well, Italians are known for their tactics, eh? so there is a lot more tactics. But as I as I say again, it's it's very similar. Football, football, in my opinion, anywhere I've been, it's in the just. It's very very similar. Do you know what I mean? It's a, a little bit more tactics here, but it's it's very similar. It's Do you think your game is more suited to the Italian football? Because obviously you're a bit you're a bit more methodical. You you like to pass the ball. I would say so. I I would say so. I would I would say so. I've always. When I was when I was younger, I've always wanted to play play abroad. Do you know what I mean? The night the, the sun helps as well, in my opinion, yeah. to play to enjoy playing football as well. But no, no, no. I would say I, I would say I'm suited to Italian football. I, I would say so. And when it comes to 
the, the tactical side as you've spoken about, what kind of, are you getting information on the direct opposition? Are you getting information on the, the tactics you're going to be playing and the other team are going to be playing? Uh, we get information on everything. Right. Really, it's, it's really, really thorough. Uh, our tactics and the opponent's tactics it's really thorough it's really it's really good as well it gives you gives you a it makes you think about the game more I think about the game more since I've been here especially defensively because when I've been playing with Celtic and Hibs I didn't really have to defend because we're attacking all the time and, but here it's it's developed my game defensively I would say is probably the, the big the big one and when it comes to like if Celtic fans maybe haven't seen seen your full games or anything like that but when it comes to the tactics of Verona play and your role what would you say that is like what kind of player are you now are you different from I what you were eh, not really I would say I'm more box to box here right. I'd say I'm more box to box do the defensive work and get in the box like up down up down up down work for my teammates and <clears throat> if I can pop up with a goal or, or an assist that's what I'm that's what I'm I'd say my role in the team is team okay. is to do. And you were talking about the Milan team when you were growing up and the kind of Kaka Seedorf etc. Yeah. What kind of player did you model yourself on? I will <laughs> this is not gonna really be a big hit with the <laughs> with the Celtic fans maybe but it, I'm not gonna change because I've said it in many interviews it's Gerard. Okay. It is Gerard. Like, could have been worse, it could have been David Cooper or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gerard, definitely Gerard. I mean when he played with Liverpool he was he could win games on his own with that drive and I would say Bruni's had has the similar effect on Celtic as Gerard had on Liverpool. Right. Do you know what I mean? Just that talisman just when the big occasion is there like they always they always rise to the occasion no but Gerard and just genuinely when I was younger I just I enjoyed watching football like I would watch all sorts German Italian French Spanish I would just I just loved uh, loved watching football that was but Gerard is probably my my, my idol okay as, as idol is a bit strong but okay along with my dad <laughs> obviously watch my daddies <laughs> as well any time you do something special and this has been the same uh, for the last kind of couple of years it's all over Celtic social media and your goal at the weekend against right. Croatia all over Celtic social yeah. media how does that make you feel? no tremendous like as I can <clears throat> I've no the Celtic fans like on social media have like it's strange because they're paying attention to what, what I'm doing and it's great to still have that relationship so to, so to say and even when I was back at the weekend for the Aberdeen game and start, uh, talking to the fans outside the stadium and that, no, they're, they're, a, they're a special support, do you know what I mean? Once, you're, once you've played for Celtic, I think you're always a part of that right. family. No, they're tremendous, it's great, it's great. I've, I've no, not got a bad word to say about, about Celtic fans at all. Okay, well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Scotland has suddenly kind of uh, got a pretty decent midfield. What are your ambitions when it comes to the Scotland team? No, Tell obviously, sure no, I get, I get get picked for Scotland I 100% uh, what he'd be playing with Scotland I would, I'm desperate to desperate I would like done an interview with BT and I says I would walk back to walk back for here to play with Scotland and I just need to keep keep doing what I'm doing keep my head down and hopefully the, do you feel that there's eyes on you? I don't know I don't know it's not really something for me to uh. worry about the only thing I can worry about is myself and, and helping Verona first and foremost to, to achieve what, what we want to achieve but no I just want to keep keep working hard and keep keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, I'm never going to change the way I play, no matter where I'm playing. So, no, if I, if I get called up for Scotland, it would be it would be a huge huge honour. We 
Lee Hendo's class, man. A uh, quote from Cairn Tierney. Yeah, he's <laughs> honestly, I, I, I'm so proud, so, so proud of him. I'm proud of both my brothers. I've obviously got a middle brother, Jamie. He's at, he's at uh, Napier Uni. He's doing sports science. And he's, the, my middle brother, Jamie's just like the rock for me and you. And like, he's, you can go to him with, you can go to Jamie with anything. I mean, he's the most supportive, most... He's the best person in the world, my, my middle brother. Uh, but I am like, so proud for for you and even see watching watching him play. I'm nervous. <laughs> oh my word, I'm nervous. I'm not I'm not even that nervous for when I play. But when when I've got a family member playing, especially for Celtic, it's I can only imagine how my mum and dad feel if I'm his brother and I'm feeling this. But it's, no, I'm imme- imme- immensely proud and he's done. He's done great. He's done. He's done how great. good do you think he can be? I think he can be. I think he can be top top level, Aye. top level. I mean, he's he's got, in my opinion, he's got it all. I don't want to like be biased or anything because he's my brother and that. But no, I think he's got a right good chance. He's got the right people around him at, at the club as well, and he's got the the right teammates to keep him focused on on what he's to achieve. But no, I think he's got a he's got a right good chance. Any chance of a uh, Ewan Liam Celtic midfield oh. at some point? That would be that'd be wonderful, no? That would be absolutely wonderful. But uh Grosso is headman. But uh, no, you never know if that even to play with him I don't know, you never know where we could end up together or right. Scotland, etc. All going well. But no, to play with you and I played with him in a couple of development squad games which was great. All but right. no, it's to play with him would be unbelievable, I'd be frightening. So it's getting to the very important part of the season for you yeah. uh, your club you've got Brescia and Palermo mm-hmm. and Benevento I think Benevento aye, 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 aye. aye that's Brescia and Palermo are first and second is that right yeah first and second and aye. Verona sitting third or fourth third, third. third we are one point behind Palermo I five behind Brescia so this is uh, how are you feeling about this ending of the season no it's it's exciting it's exciting like big pressure games I mean it's what you play football for and hopefully fingers crossed we can we can keep a Keep a nice run, nice run going, and 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 keep just keep on the tails of the keep on the tails of the two, aye. Aye, uh, and uh, getting to Serie A next season, how much would that mean to you? No, it would be incredible. I mean, it's one of the top five top five leagues in the world. Aye. Do you know what I mean? For uh, no, it would be incredible. The likes of the teams that are in Serie A it would be incredible. But as I say, I'm it's focused on these next eight or nine games, however many it is, is the most important. And then if we can get that, I can. I have all summer to think about City Hall. Okay, thank you, uh, Liam. Very I welcome. I know when you've got like a game coming up, you've taken almost an hour of your time out to show me around like Yard a little bit yeah. and speak to me. Very no much problem. appreciated. No problem at all. Thank you very much for coming and coming and doing it. your eye like a big pizza pie that's amore when the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine that's amore bells will ring tingle-ling-a-ling tingle-ling-a-ling and you'll sing Vita Bella Hearts will play tippy-tippy-tay, tippy-tippy-tay Like a guitar and bell 
When the stars make you drool Just like a pasta fazzle at Samore When you dance down the street With a cloud at your feet You're in love When you walk in a dream But you know you're not dreaming, signore Excuse me, but you see Back in old Napoli That's more than 